Hey there, and welcome back to your source for everything and anything public education in Canada. I'm Mark Garcia, and I'm the Government Relations and Advocacy Coordinator for the Canadian Teachers Federation. With my portion of the source series, my goal is to break down what's going on in Canadian politics and inform you on policy, legislation, and decisions impacting public education and CTF FCM members. While I'm sure many of you have read our parliamentary updates that we aim to release every week while the House is sitting, this regular bi-weekly podcast will be a way for the CTF FCA to communicate with our members on legislative and political affairs so that you can get a quick and easily digestible snapshot of what's going on in federal politics that might impact you, our members. Today, we'll be recapping the budget announced in early April and the bills that we're following closely in the House right now. The 2022 federal budget was released on April 7, 2022, with a title like A Plan to Grow the Economy and Make Life More Affordable, they're really setting themselves up for something transformative, and ultimately, I think we can maybe give this budget one and a half thumbs up. It definitely didn't have the huge spending we expected, but it did have an increase in spending. And the budget mainly focused on two things, as you could guess from the title. The first was targeted investments in some key areas to try and stimulate economic growth. Things like money geared towards green retrofits or the advent of the Canada Growth Fund, a $15 billion investment fund to be launched later. The other key aspect, and one that I think more directly impacts our members, is the making life more affordable part. In partnership with the NDP, the Liberal government took aim at making housing more affordable through things like big money for the construction and repair of rental and affordable housing, money for community and social housing, and a small, to be honest, inadequate amount of money for Indigenous housing, and other supports to address the housing crisis. The government is aiming to put $72 billion towards addressing the housing affordability crisis by 2028. In Ottawa, with the costs of borrowing increasing, we're already seeing the price of housing drop. Hopefully these investments continue to make housing more affordable and within reach of Canadians. And we can't talk about this budget without acknowledging the awesome investment in dental care. With $5 billion going to dental care support for Canadian households making less than $90,000 a year, this is a huge step to a more comprehensive healthcare system. This is a change that's long overdue, and hopefully this opens the door up for coverage for more Canadians once we see the benefits of this investment. One of the conditions of the supply and confidence agreement between the NDP and Liberals, supposedly keeping the Liberals in power until 2025, was dental care coverage, but also looking at universal pharmacare in the future. Maybe we'll see that coming in budget 2023. We'll keep our fingers crossed. The CTF FCA recognizes that as more and more Canadians get the healthcare coverage that they can't access because of financial barriers, we'll spend less money on getting Canadians healthy than we do on keeping Canadians healthy with programs like these. Ultimately, we would have liked to have seen money allocated for the National Education Advisory Table, what we're calling the NEAT, that the CTF FCA has been calling for. But we'll keep pushing for that and hopefully we'll see that in the future. We thank everyone who's met with their MP to highlight why the creation of the need is important in improving public education. And we also want to see more concrete investments in economic reconciliation. Indigenous housing and infrastructure is still chronically underfunded despite the recent influx of funding. And the only way to achieve real reconciliation is to listen to what Indigenous leadership is saying. If you care about this stuff, and you should, you should see what the Assembly of First Nations, the Inuit Tuprit Kanatami, and the Métis National Council are calling for. 
for bills we're following on the legislative front. Right now, we're following closely Bill C-8, as many of you are already aware. This bill changes the eligible educator tax credit from a possible $150 to $250. Unfortunately, the Canada Revenue Agency opted to put all tax returns on hold for those who claimed the tax credit, expecting the bill to pass by tax deadline. We have to keep in mind this was tabled in mid-December. So far, the bill has experienced a number of delays and is still awaiting royal assent. It's being debated in the Senate at second reading later today, and we're recording this on May 9th. So hopefully it passes soon so that all of you who have claimed this credit can get their notices of assessment and refunds soon. The CRA recently told CBC, and not us, unfortunately, that they will process the tax returns of eligible educator tax credit claimants for those who display financial hardship. Whatever that means, your guess is as good as ours. Call CRA and see if you're eligible. If you want more information on this issue, please email us at vox at ctf-fce.ca for an auto-response with our written update and some resources. We'll keep following C8 very closely. We're also following Bill C-13, an update to the Languages Act that commits the government to ensuring access to French language education in minority areas. That's it for me today. If you'd like to learn more about what the 2022 federal budget means for public education, check out our full analysis linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening and tuning in to your source.